ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. Well, boys, we've made it. This might be episode 68 since the relaunch, but this is actually a very special episode for us. Nick McVicker joined through the Garage Door Sports Cup phone by my two great co-hosts, Kyle Vardy and Irfan Manji. And guys, this is episode number 100 of Garage Door Sports. Kyle, how incredible is that to hear? Fireworks, yay, woo! <laughs> no, honestly, it's, it's, it's honestly crazy. When you, when you said that the other day, um that it was gonna be episode 100 this week it was one of those holy crap like i just it's perspective is really what it is it's 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 been an amazing ride for sure and it's just one of those wow i, I just didn't expect it to be honest for sure and Irfan, what, what do you think about 100 well i think big celebration and it's unfortunate that we're not you know together in the studio for this but we are together virtually so grateful for that but like kyle said i think we've come a long way and i think with the relaunch as well as the original show when you started off with Justin. Um, it's come a long way and I'm glad we hit triple digits because that's freaking awesome. And you you mentioned uh, the original co-host and we couldn't do episode 100 without bringing the man, the myth, the legend that is. My former amazing co-host Justin Rapier is joining us for the first time since the relaunch. Justin, that's welcome back, man. As I start, always start the other show. I was waiting for it. <laughs> ask, ask me the question, Kyle. Oh, Justin, how are you doing today? Oh, not so bad. <laughs> oh, we've missed your voice on here, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's uh, yeah, we took a little hiatus. How long ago was that? That was two years ago since we took the hiatus. Yeah, it took a a uh, improvements break, <laughs> and by improvements, I mean you improved on the co-host, which was a good idea. Probably, I wouldn't say that. We we changed co-host. Less babbling and bitching from me, and then you saved it for another show, which is good. You can only have enough of me. There's only so much of me you can go around before people stop listening. So that, that is true. That is true. Um, no, nah, but man, we're we're very happy to have you back. Uh, it's long overdue for sure. And what better way to celebrate 100 than uh, than bringing you back in the fold, man? Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, boys, we got to talk a little sports before we talk about the uh, 100th episode so let's get right into our kickoff segment sponsored by canada kicking academy calling all kickers and punters in the southern ontario region if you are looking for a year-round professional development with elite competition you need to train with the canada kicking academy the ferrara brothers daniel and gabe are both university of guelph alumni and after illustrious university careers they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years Follow them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com or follow them on Instagram at CanadaKickingAcademy. And boys, we're going to get to headlines quickly. And there's no bigger headline in the sporting world right now than Pierre-Luc Dubois, who has finally been traded for uh, Patrick Laine, the second pick in the exact same draft. We just had number two and number three from the 2016 draft traded. The only player in the top three not traded is Austin Matthews, and that doesn't look like that's happening anytime soon. (laughs) Um, Justin, we'll start... That's true. That is true. 
Justin, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this trade and uh, breaking it down piece by piece? This is the most logical trade, realistically. Like once, you know, once they brought up that he was going to get traded, it seemed like the most realistic one. And they even talked about it in the summer, right? Swap guys that don't want to be there. Saw a great tweet that laughed. Guy didn't want to be in Ohio and didn't want to be in Manitoba. So you traded him to America's Manitoba and Canadian's Canada's Ohio. <laughs> yep. You just swapped them. Yeah, saw that. Like you're swapping guys that don't want to be, you know, in plays Roslovic too. Like, you know, I think there's an epidemic of players that think they can call their own shots, which I think is a separate problem in leagues. The fact that you got, you know, two 22 year olds, 22, 23 year olds coming out being like, oh, I don't want to play here anymore. That's sick. That's life, buddy. Until you're a free agent, I don't really understand players going out there and calling their own shot like this. And I think it's pretty stupid. Realistically, I would have told them to suck it and, you know, play on. You're getting paid all this money, but we'll see. Like, I think Dubois will be good in, in Winnipeg. I think it works out there. They get another center, some center depth. Uh, probably Stasny moves to the wing um, to take line A spot or just fill another wing spot. Line A in Columbus will be interesting. I don't know how he's going to work with Torts. He's got a lot of Finnish guys there just watching the game. Koivu skating with them. So Miko Koivu might sign a contract there. I didn't realize he's kind of unretiring. Uh, they have Corpus Allo, Kekalainen's fin- finished. So like he's got the Finnish connection there, but I don't know if that's going to work Tortsy wise. And until he signs a contract, I still think Winnipeg wins that trade because they got control, right? Line A could have a sick year and then just try and fleece them on money and wait for an offer sheet that's fair go to arbitration so it it does look like columbus will win the trade in the end because i think roslovic is a good player too i think they should have got more than a third rounder um but you can't make calls on this trade until a year this is going to be like the kessel trade where like you can bitch and moan about it but really it took five six years to find out how that trade ended up going right you're gonna have to wait and see i think for that for sure. And uh, Kyle, I know you might have a different opinion on this. Uh, so what do you make of this trade so far? Oh, Winnipeg got robbed straight up point blank. But what if Lightning hey. leaves at the end of the year? Doesn't matter. But how, if, if, how, then if Dubois, because, it, because it, so, and if he leaves on a, if he leaves on an offer sheet, as you said, they're minimum getting two first round picks for him back anyways. Yeah, or because because he's not going to sign. He might be Dubois all over again. He might say, and that's and, and and then and then they go through that process again. And realistically, they got Roslovic for nothing. Then, if they go and then trade trade Line A next year for picks and prospects, or even then roster players, depending on it. No, you know? like on the face of it, it looks like that, right? But Roslovic was like a second, third rounder too, right? So it also is going to come down to what do they do? What does Winnipeg do with that third rounder? Well, right, but I think knowing, knowing Winnipeg, they're going to draft some. You look at it, Sammy Niku right? guy. They have Shifley, so right, they got a really solid one-two punch up the middle now. Yep. And realistically, you want to build your team through the middle of the ice, goaltender and out through center, right? So that's mm-hmm. set, right? Yes, they lose some scoring punch, but I think with Eaglers and having Kyle Connor, right, you did have a winger that was kind of expendable, right? So I think unless you were bringing in, you know, a top defenseman to fix their problems, which you're not. I think center was the way to go, right? And Roslovic hadn't played a game. Roslovic was doing it even worse than Dubois in line A. He's just like, I'm yep. not playing again for you. So yep. they were never going to trade Roslovic on his own for anything. So I think the fact that they got a third rounder could have been a second, right? But I think that was more of a toxic situation because he wouldn't even step on the ice with them. 
Yeah, like like looking at it straight up, I think the third rounder definitely helps um, in Winnipeg's perspective. I think definitely kind of, I guess, offsets what what I consider more of a lopsided trade. Because to me, to me, line A for Dubois straight up is probably what the trade would have been in my opinion. Obviously, that I'm not an NHL GM, so that kind of plays a factor into it. But it's one of those. Um, I view line A as the superior player right now. Maybe. And especially if and maybe if Torts can teach him how to play defense comparatively, it could even be even more lopsided of a trade comparatively, right? Because you look at what what Columbus is really missing right now is that elite goal scorer. They don't have one. That's true. And, and center to play with them now, though. Who's going to be a center? Yeah, no. And, and that's that's the next question is who's going to step up and be that? Is it Max Domi, even though he's potentially even falling out of favor right now with Torts? Who knows? That's that's the biggest question, right? Is but but, but to me, you maybe it's Roslovic. Could be. I didn't realize he is an Ohio boy. He, he yeah. grew up playing in the Jack. He also just signed today. System. Yeah. He, he signed it yeah, yeah. The so. big thing will come down to who signs whatever contract, right? Like, is if Dubois doesn't want to re-sign next year, right, they'll flip him too, right? right. So you're going to have a case where both these guys get flipped again next year, right? Line A this offseason and Dubois next trade deadline into the following offseason because they'll both be RFAs again one year apart. If neither of them yeah. signed. So you could be looking at this in two years going like, you can't even evaluate this trade because then you're going to go to branch, branch out another two ways. And you really yeah. won't be able to evaluate that trade for a while. Or, right. Well, yeah. If, if, the, if they both sign, it could end up looking like a Seth Jones, Ryan Johansson thing. It could. It's it, could this is almost what it was. You're right. Like this is like, this is really a one for one trade realistically, because yeah. I think we have to look at it that you got to take Ross Levick out because they just have to move them. Right. To mm-hmm. get the roster spot back and everything. I think that was more of a dump. Right. So I think you got to look at it. Dubois for line A. It's going to be like Johansson for Jones. It's going to be like Hall for Larson. It's going to be one of those one for ones where in four or five years is line A putting up 40 goals. Right. But is Dubois a 70 point guy on a playoff Winnipeg team? Yeah. Right. Like that's going to be the balancing. I was like, it was like Matthews line A in that first year. Right. Matthews had, you know, 70 points or whatever it was. Line A had his 45. Right. But they played different games. Right. Because Matthews was more well rounded. So, that's the the comparison, right? No one expected line A to play defense. It was just like score. Yeah. Everybody thought he was the second coming of Ovechkin is when he was coming out. Was that that's what everybody thought he was going to be. But I know. don't agree that they have to quarantine on a separate issue. I don't understand how now they have to go sit for two weeks when you could they were healthy on their own team, test them a couple days in a row. If they're it's clear, the flight they're between playing. countries doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Public health in Canada is completely different with the rules. They're not going yeah, to, that's the only going, problem. Even line going to the States, like he's got to sit for two weeks too. Cause that's the yeah. league rules. Yeah. Right. But I like, if they've been healthy and they've been testing positive on their teams, test them a couple days. Right. I don't understand how they got to sit for two weeks now, but I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to hold everyone accountable, in the real world that so you got to hold the players accountable. And that's what the rule was. If you want hockey in Canada, you got to have the same rules. Uh, that's, that's, the only, that's the only downside. Like that, this thing, I understand where you're coming from. Like I, I get where you're coming from. It's just, that's the problem. Can we hold our politicians to the same standard? No. And we, yes. Will we know? We, we should, but we're not going to because politicians think they're above the law, but now we're getting sidetracked. So we're going to move away from that. Back to you. I was looking at myself going, don't go down that road. This could be problematic. And veer off this road. Us veer? No. Never, never. Irfan, man, like they think Kyle and Justin have done a good job breaking this one down. But what are your thoughts on the trade? 
realistically it was um i was talking to matt hutt our golf analyst a little while ago and i said the most realistic trade is to winnipeg but i just didn't think patrick line would be the name going the other way i actually thought it'd be kyle connor because i think connor's the more torts sort of player in terms of the way he plays and i think having dubois and line on the line i think would have wanted line to stay going well you know what there's a perennial star who's down the middle not named mark shifley um or paul stastny but it's it's a guy who came third overall playing with me on the same line i think that would have been a fantastic move for the jets but again when you have just got disgruntled stars um which is like what justin said earlier is like the fact that they have so much pull now like athletes have like cap launch they have a blank slate they can do what the hell they want and they get away with it which i think wasn't the case 20 25 years ago so you have a guy who's 22 who's just barely played in the league going i want out then i'm not gonna play so screw you I was hoping Columbus stood the ground and said, you don't want to play fine, sit. Yep. Especially in a short season, this would have been the perfect year to do it. Well, I mean, and having Torts there and his output last game or whatever it was, I, I go, whatever. If you don't want to play, don't play. Finish off your contract. Stay on the bench. I really don't care. The best part is he just signed the contract before this season. Eh? Well, he signed I, mean, the I don't know why he signed the second year, to be honest. I feel like it's, tra- it's for his trade value to go up for teams to be like, well, yeah. this and this is what we're going to do and, and the fact that it's what five mil yeah, is not years, mil. bad for a guy who has like 29 to something playoff games for a Winnipeg team that wants to be in the playoffs yeah like to be honest the fact that Columbus got as much as they did with having literally next to no leverage yeah, yeah. is impressive right I was saying I, I was saying to Justin last night I was saying like in my opinion that that's an overpayment from Winnipeg because realistically i think they had the best offer on the table even without you know roslevic added onto it i think line a straight up would have been better off than any other than any other package sure. that another team could offer but, but what if that if third was the second other team if you looked at it from any other team you were building a legitimate trade package right like the montreal's the anaheim's the other 20 teams that called mm-hmm. looking to build an actual package with the winnipeg it was always flipping angry players like that yeah, was the one point of this trade other. from Winnipeg yeah. spot was yep. you know let's get some value but we get rid of our piece you get rid of your piece that was like how that trade started if Montreal yeah. called it was always who is the pro who is the player who is the pick right it was like a legitimate hockey trade was being yeah. built same yeah. thing with Anaheim right but it's just the simplicity of calling Winnipeg and going my guy doesn't want to be here your guy doesn't want to be here Right, and pretty. Well, much, you guys I'll, don't I'll want to be here. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the other guy who doesn't want to be there too, and I'll give you a third round pick for him. Because we don't want that third round pick. There you go. It was. Yeah. It just makes sense. <laughs> well, this to me in season. If this was out of season, I don't think this trade gets made. I think Columbus probably makes this trade for more, mm-hmm. right? Or they look at other options, and Winnipeg yeah. does the same thing, yeah. right? Because this was the simplest in season trade, right? Roster. And you know what? It also it also works out because Line is hurt right now, so he can't play at the moment anyway. So the only team that's really losing anything is Winnipeg temporarily, but neither of the guys were in the lineup anyway. So they've already been using that lineup without line eight or Roslovic for at least a game. It's not it's like they're really losing. Out of it too, right? Like you look at yeah. it and I'm going to double check the score here, but Columbus is still up three, two, right? They came out strong, yeah. but that first game distraction is sure. gone. Right. We'll see how Winnipeg plays this afternoon or this evening. Right. It wasn't as big a distraction for Line because he was playing and he was gonna play out the year. Mm-hmm. Right. He wasn't sitting out. He got hurt though. Right. right? But for Columbus, right. For Columbus, it was okay, like he's gone. Right. You don't have to worry about it. Course doesn't have to get asked about it and get all angry. The players don't have to get asked about it. Now it's like excitement. And that's okay. Now we got a guy, whether he wants sure. to be there or not in a year, he's finished, he's got 
friends. He's got some, you know, people he can bond with, right? And now it's like a fresh start for both of them, right? Regardless, don't the city and all that stuff, like, you know, that's a separate thing, right? That's it's a the same city, discussion. just a different country. It's fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hey, you don't have to worry about that, so you don't have that deterrent anymore. There you go. All right, boys, let's uh, let's flip let's flip the script here, and we'll go over to the big news in the MLB. And George Springer has decided to fly north and become a Blue Jay. We were talking about this being a potential, but the the number on the table, I think, kind of surprised everybody. I know the Jays have to overpay because it's Toronto, but six years, one hundred fifty mil. Kyle, he locks down the outfield for the next six years, right? Yeah, honestly, uh, it, well, maybe not the full six years, maybe three or four, then transition to some sort of corner outfield comparatively. But um, Sorry, he locks in a outfield spot for the next six years. Yes, because yes. <laughs> I, I, I ultimately do think Austin Martin is the, the future in center field for the Jays, but it'll be a transition period between them. So um, I'm pretty sure... I thought this was going to happen. I, the, his big thing was he wanted 150 million. Apparently, Jay's offers was like 120 or something originally. Well, but everything the was Mets, offering 120. No, but but then the Mets really got interested in it. Added that sixth year at 125, and the Jays needed to bump the money up in order to actually truly sign him. So, yeah. um, honestly, I think this is a great move for the Jays. The biggest thing for them though is the follow-up moves. Right. Is where do they go from here? Right. Now they finally landed the big fish that, you know, they were linked to everybody under the sun the entire summer. And, you know, and they, and they still, they still are linked to every single person. Like if you're a free agent, you've talked to the Jays at least once. So it's, it's <laughs> at least that, but, once, probably like but, 12 times. Or you've ignored their phone calls 17 times. Yeah. That too. But to me, it, it's where do they go from here? Right. Biggest, biggest glaring need you can see right now is pitching. Who do they add to that rotation? That's a legitimate piece and not a number four or five fringe starter. That's the biggest thing, right? There's big names out there. Does Tanaka potentially come here? Yes, he's willing no. to go back to either New York or Japan, but apparently he's also listening to MLB offers. I don't right? think you want that guy. To me, he'd be a great. Not. He'd be a great number two. He would not be a number two anymore. He's not. Pearson's number two. Who? No, Pearson is not a number two. Not even fucking close. Number two Pearson is not a number two. Who? Pearson is not number two. He's not even close to being a number two right now. Well, he gets a shot to be top three this year. Oh, sure, sure. He's three, four, five right now. He has he's pitched Tanaka, twenty innings in the MLB. He is Tanaka, not your number two pitcher. I'm saying you, you do bring not want Tanaka make... in right now. Pearson's yeah. still number two in my mind on the Jays. Talent wise, sure. Pitching aspect, That's not what even. I said. <laughs> yeah, like well, yeah. If we want to talk about talent, you can bring in anybody other than Bauer, and he's your number two. <laughs> I think but the best way they're going to go with the trade. I don't think they're going to spend any more money on. Well, apparently, apparently they're looking at Paxton, who to me right now is a number three at best. When, Paxton will be a good healthy. He's going to be healthy. He's going to be a right? buy low and he could come home for a year or two. Yeah. I, I prefer Walker. Yeah. The, 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 one I've, the one I've been saying ever since then has been Taiwan Walker. Yeah. Like, Taiwan Walker fits the bill. He pitched well for you last year. And he's shown that he has the flashes to be that number two guy, even though he's technically not a real number two. Right. Right. He, Which allows like, Pearson like, a little bit more freedom to like be to me, the two, three, right. Which, they they yeah. become a combo. The other thing is I would love Bauer purely to give Pearson a relief. 
If Bauer says he wants to pitch every four days, fine. That gives Pearson more time to be accustomed to actually pitching the MLB, give him a little bit more time so he doesn't have to go there out there every fifth day and truly be that guy. He can take a step back and develop properly because last year he didn't develop properly. He Basically, the last year was a write-off of the year. Well, that's what happens when you get hurt in your boards. Well, but that's what I mean, though. He pitched 20 innings, right, where realistically there was a chance he probably should have been in the minors if there was a minor season. No, he was always going to be with the team last year. I think he started in AAA. No, probably would have been in AAA if there was a AAA. If there was AAA, he would have started AAA and then probably got called up after the first month or two. If he pitched so well. the majority of the season, he would have been. But but I'm saying, but I'm <laughs> saying he would have, he would have developed different though, because he would have started in AAA, wouldn't have had the pressures right away, and would have probably wouldn't have ran into the same issue over the injury because realistically, at this point, get... he'd probably be better off to just he should probably would have been better off to take last year off and just have the surgery. Yeah, because with all the pitchers nowadays, they come back better. Like realistically, if you're a smart pitcher that throws 102. It might be better off just to go in and have the thing removed and have the Tommy John and get it out of the way. Yeah. That's what a lot of guys are doing now is they're having it before they're 27. Yeah. Right. And then they're coming back and they're still throwing gas. The whole problem with Tommy John is he used to come back and you'd lose six, seven, eight miles an hour and you weren't the same pitcher. Now they figured it out with rehabbing and all that stuff where half the time you come back stronger. Yeah, I'd be, I would find it very hard for Pearson to come back stronger than throwing 102. But, that, but that's the thing is it just with guys like that, that throw so hard and like just so much stress on their arm. Right. Yeah. It's always no, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. Do it. Like, obviously you're not going to go and take a healthy arm and do it, but like, it just, it's more prevalent now where it's not even like a scary thing anymore. It's just like, Oh, Tommy John. All right. See you next year. So fun. jump in here, man. I was going to say, so, so either way, pitcher, <laughs> Blue Jays need a pitcher. Springer. Yes, we all agree great. on that. But the next step is a pitcher. There we go. We all agree that they need a pitcher. Fun, jump in here, buddy. Just listening. This is fun. It's a hundredth episode, man. I'm taking a chill. I don't care. I'm good. I'm good. I'm <laughs> we, good. we brought in her funds replacement for the day. He's just listening. Yeah, I just, hey, man. Justin's on his game today. He's ready to come at you. It's great. It's wonderful. A ringer. He's waited uh, 68 weeks to yell at me. Yeah, to come yell at somebody, but it's fun. No, I get most, I got most of that out last night. <laughs> we, just, we, just, we just yell at Matt. I uh, see. It sounds like yes. you have something in the tank. I'll let you yeah. know. Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt is our whipping boy on the betting show. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when he malfunctions. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you have dumb takes about the Flyers all the time. Well, that too. <laughs> it's flyers true. will win the Stanley Cup. Isn't that what you said, Kyle? I did. Start this now. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> did you actually did say that? I did. Yes, he did. <laughs> oh. yep. Yes, he did. Yeah, interesting. All right. <laughs> it, it, it is. It, is it a dumb take? Hundred percent. I admitted that on the spot. He did. But we have to give him credit. I, but I said, I said I want something unconventional in the in the playoffs, and I said I don't want the traditional winners of like Tampa or you know Colorado. I don't want that. I want something different. Is what I said. Yeah, so, probably. So he happen. went orange. So he went orange. Yeah, kind of like the Liverpool jerseys. Kind of went orange oh, there. <laughs> don't even don't even get into that earphone. I can come uh, up later. That can. Okay, I'll go back to the Blue Jays. I, you know, like this is a good signing in 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 general, just because I think having a big name come in, like last year was Ryu, this year it's Springer. Like the core is good. Our team's young. Toronto looks good, and I think free agents are like we're talking to every free agent, which is a sign that the Jays are contending or want to contend in the next year or two. Um, the fact that we have to overpay is kind of shitty, but hey, you know what? Just overpay now, and then eventually you won't have to overpay for these agents. They'll call you first before you call them, which is, I think, something Toronto wants to do and they haven't been able to do for a while. 
for sure. I think that's that's a perfect point. And you mentioned the young core. I mean, you have we can't forget that this team already has Bichette, Biggio, Vladdy. I mean, you could throw Guriel in there and Hernandez, all guys under what, 26? Yep. Throw Jansen, throw Kirk as well. I forgot about them. Rowdy, like they have a very good young core. They need some of these veteran pieces like a Ryu, like a Springer, which they've signed the last two years. Bring in one or two more pieces like that. This team is going to be very, very dangerous. It's going to yep. be interesting to see how the lineup takes shape next year because you now have four outfielders that are going to want playing time in some form of some way, shape, or form. And then you have Alejandro Kirk, who showed last year that he deserves a spot whether it's DH or catching to be in the lineup. And that means one player is probably going to be sitting every night that probably deserves a spot right now on this Jays team. But that's a good thing because you know how last year we saw games where it's like, Hey, we need a big bat to come off the bench. Yeah, for sure. Who the hell is that going to be? We were, we were rolling out Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher. Can't catch a ball. Let it go straight over his head. Hold on. Hold on. Can we just, can we all take in what Justin's face just did? Yeah. That guy's a, (laughs) <laughs> not much of a not much of an athlete or anything he's fast and, sometimes like the fact, the, fact that, the fact that we had no bench last year that's what i'm saying we actually have no bench. the only the only player on the bench that was actually usable was um uh davis in the outfield he was the only usable player because in, in he could run and catch yes. he could Honestly, run and catch and get steals that was the only usable player our, our, our bench our best bench guy was espinal last year Straight up. Sorry, I forgot Espinal. Yeah, that's Espinal was a but he also best guy started because... half the season. But yeah, because he's super utility and literally you can play him any position in the infield. Well, and because like, we as simple injuries. as that. Um, but like it's just one of those. Like I still think Espinal is the the, the, guy, the guy who's going to flip around everywhere. But um, him and Bijou will be going. We'll be going. Yeah, like over. like Bijou, The biggest question for Bijou and Justin and I have had this conversation multiple times. Is is Bijou your trade piece now? It's the real question because apparently there's rumors they're going after Justin Turner to play third base, move Vlad back to first. And and, and at that point, where does Biggio fit? Second. Right. At second, yes. But then you also have potentially Lords who's played the infield before, or there's other people you could go after. There's Colton that they've talked to. Lords are those pieces for what you're looking for in the rotation and save your money for more bullpen depth in future years because signing Bauer, I think, is a terrible idea. I think he's one hot meltdown away from being back to the pitcher he was two years ago. He's very inconsistent, mm. things like that. He's not worth the money that he's asking for. No, right? but wouldn't he sign a short-term deal? Like, I think that's what, what he's no, talking about. Is some... long-term deal. No, he, he's yeah. talked about okay. only signing one-year deals and then going into this offseason, he's like, oh, no, I'm going to get one long contract now. You, know, you never know with him, right? He's always just screwing around with you on Twitter, and he's always just saying things to Stoke the fires. Listen, what, you know, his best man. fit is going over to the Angels and playing with Trout. If I'm Bauer, that's what I'm looking at. Right, but if you're the Jays, I look at it as you have too much in that middle of the diamond, right? Mm. You have way too much in, at the short and third area position, right? You still have Austin Martin. You still have Brochant. Uh, you still have really haven't found a home for Biggio. You know, Lords looks to be in the outfield, but now you have another guy that's got to bump out. Right, Grichik's going to be on the bench. You're going to try and move him if you can attempt to move that contract. Um, Gio seems like the guy out solely because I think Guriel's a better hitter. Like, right, Gio's got some pop and he's you know, he's shown, but like Guriel, like, just goes on those runs where he hits everything under the sun, yeah, right. And I think you want to keep that 
and Biggio's utility, I think he might be a little bit more consistent now, but I think Guriel's ceiling is higher. Right. And right. I get that right. for so sure. I think Biggio, my right for the rotation spot for someone, and you're going to have to move some other pieces, right? Probably one of the catchers as well. If you're going after a big name, me and Kyle have talked Castillo at him since yeah, we don't that's, know that's how a much name that's going to really want to move him. Castillo like, and Moose and Biggio goes back. Right. And then you figure out between Groshans and Martin who plays second. Right. And you go from there. And then right. you figure out if Vlad eventually plays third. He's going to get a shot this year. He's earned it with. Unless they sign Turner, off. which. But I don't think they should. I think they should give Vlad a chance. Like he, they I agree. Him, I'm just saying, unless. Go lose the weight, get in shape to if you want to play third. And he went and he and lost he went, the weight. Yeah. He goes, have, have you seen those pictures of him? It's crazy. Oh, yeah. They're crazy. It is night and day. But and he's also down. still like absolutely smacking the ball around in the Dominican yeah. League right now. So I think he's earned the right to play almost half, like I think he's deserved 80 games at third base minimum. Like I don't think this is a two week stretch where if he makes some errors, you you switch him. I think he's no. like, earned the chance to play at least half the season at third, and you just ride with it. And you got to figure it out if he can play there because he's too young to be a first DH. Like they always say this guys that try and go first DH at this age, they don't get it. They're not used to sitting and doing 20 minutes of work over four hours. Right. It it didn't, it didn't work last year. And you know what? He's, he's proven that he's willing to put in the effort. And so I think they give him the shot. My thing about Biggio is that he seems to be a calming force among the youngsters on the, on the Jays roster. And you've seen it at every level. Like he played with Bichette and Vlad at double a triple a every level. And every time he has joined them at that, the next level, it's kind of had a calming effect on those two and it keeps them grounded. So I'm wondering if he is the leadership piece out of the three of them, the guy who might be, he might not be the statistical leader, but he's the clubhouse leader, the, the, the guy that brings everyone together and keeps everyone focused. And you saw it last year when they, uh, when uh, Davis took a knee and Biggio was standing right there, took a knee with him, right? That was a decision that he made because his teammate was worried about taking a knee by himself. He decided to do that. That's the kind of leadership I think this Jays team needs. And I know I was talking about bringing in veterans to do that kind of role. I think they have a great guy in in Biggio, and that's why I don't think they want to move him necessarily. But I definitely get what you, Justin, you and Kyle are saying that he could move. Like I, I understand well, the logic behind his it. trade piece value is what they're saying, right? In terms of keeping yeah. a guy in the clubhouse, he might be the best option to keep, and maybe go ahead and move Espinal or uh, tell. Uh, uh, shit, okay, it was rowdy. Move rowdy. Howdy. Step, you know what I mean? So I was gonna, I go blank. It's fine. Yeah, I do that once a show. <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing it comes down to do you move Biggio, who has more trade potential because you have guys behind him? Yeah. Or do you trade the guys behind him because you have Biggio? I think that's really come down to what the question is. For sure. And I think, I think it's a possibility that like he could be moved, but I think his value to the team might be more valuable right now, just because of that kind of presence that he has in the clubhouse. So regardless, that'll do it for our kickoff segment sponsored by the Canada kicking Academy. If you are looking for year round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada kicking Academy. You can follow their website at Canada kicking Academy.com where they post new information all the time, or you can follow them on Instagram at Canada kicking Academy there. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to just, talk talk about where we've come from where we want to go and this is the 100 show we're going to have some fun with it all right we will be right back here on garage Shore sports good 
Good day, everybody. This is Ryan from 20 Minutes on Ice. Join me and my co-host, Nick McVicker, for opinions and analysis on the week that was in the hockey world. New episode available every Friday, wherever you download your favorite podcast from. 20 Minutes on Ice, part of the Garage Door Sports Network. We are back in... Guys, I mentioned it multiple times now. It's the 100th episode, and there's so much that we could talk about that how we got here, and I kind of want to go back to the very beginning. And I'm not talking about the beginning of the show, where me and Justin started doing this show in 2017 for, best way to put it is shits and giggles. <laughs> I want to go back to the original idea here, guys. And <laughs> Kyle Irfan... You, me, the three of us, every lunch hour in high school, you should just sit and talk sports. And people used to joke that we should turn it into a, a show. Like that was, that was where the idea came from. And well, for your French class too. Oh, yeah. French class too. God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Madame Price. We apologize. That was rough. But man, like to think that that like that idea way back when, where we were just shooting the shit at lunch, turned into me and Justin talking about doing the show with you, Kyle, before you went to Ireland, mm-hmm. to your dad, Kyle, naming the show, because mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't forget that he did give us the name for the show, and so still expects royalties. Show and my my dad named this show, and my mom named our betting show. So yes, she did. I my, remember that. My, uh, so our, fam- our family has lots of royalties coming in, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, just, just to talk about how far we've come, and, like, I want to I start with you, Kyle. Like, what, how have we got here? Like, how did we do it? <laughs> Lay out a step-by-step, week-to-week plan of how things progressed. <laughs> a 17-year a plan of how we are not. It's honestly it's a business it, plan. It, it's been in the, one of those ones where – we've been friends for years and it's been it's honestly it's just something we talk about and now we're putting out to other people to listen to it is really what it comes down to and we have fun doing it like we we enjoy talking we enjoy you know going back and forth at each other we love talking different topics and you know honestly some of the best segments we've ever had is when we don't actually agree with each other because then we go back and forth and it's it's amazing it's stupid how many times we actually agree with each other, but that's probably because we're just so close. Yeah. But at, at the same point, it's one of those, this has been, it's just been great, especially like, I, I can't tell you how much this has, has helped me get through like this whole pandemic thing. And just, you know, knowing that there's something to look forward to and, and not having to go through day and day and day and just like sit on my goddamn couch and do work. And literally just like, hate my life the entire time and all of a sudden it's the weekend it's like okay now i can like to talk to the talk to my buddies for an hour or whatever it may be is it's it's definitely helped it's been a huge step forward since where we started we've gotten so much better we've expanded the network we've done everything you could possibly want we've roped in other people in different shows we've it, it's it's been a wild ride and i've just i'm just so glad i've been a part of it it's really what it is so what I'm understanding from the last 10 seconds of that is we're a free therapy. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I, I don't have to pay for a shrink, so I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, we just have to hear it. <laughs> exactly. Our fun. Yeah, uh, we're, 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 we're at each other, but that's half the fun of it. 
Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, on your show, for sure. That's all you guys do is yell at each other. And occasionally crack jokes at my expense, by the way. Well, there's just so much frustration with the money we're losing because obviously... So you think of Nick to blame? Boards are easy and they're supposed to do what you tell them to do. And obviously they don't for us. So this is where half the frustration comes from. And when the underdog gets beat by five and they're supposed to win by two, it's just stupid. Like... That is dumb. I agree. Or you know the fifteen point loss for a two point favorite. It's like what? Yeah, that's just pretty dumb. much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Irfan, what are what is your thoughts on what Kyle was saying and what you've been through with us here? Um, great. I think you know I I it wasn't there as often during the first half of uh, when you and Justin were doing it, but being a guest on it, doing soccer with you, I remember doing all the prep for it. And you're just like, dude, what the hell? That's a lot <laughs> of more, that's more prep than I don't think we've ever seen in a while. And I was uh, like, yeah, well, you sent be- me like 10 sheets of prep work for like a 10 minute segment. I was like, ah, and the best, the best is Justin takes his coat off and says, what are we talking about today? boys?" <laughs> oh yeah. I just sit down and I'm like, Oh, it's grinding my gears today. Let's try and rope that into discussion. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it was just cause I think at that time it was the nerves of we've been talking about this since we were 12, 13, 14, oh, yeah. and then actually putting into motion. It's like, well, I'm going to be prepared. Cause this is my first time. I might not even be asked to come back again. If I screw this shit up, <laughs> like I, I like this is years of work. I'm trying to get this right. Um, but you know, it started off with that one episode every so often to kind of joining the co-host with you and you and Vardy has been surreal. I think it's been a great experience. And then obviously the, a lot of us have branched off, made it into a network. And um, I have to say, I'm grateful for you, Nick, for, you know, starting the show, even though, you know, you know, like people talk about things and sometimes they just don't follow through, but I think having you following through with it and then being like, Hey guys, I'm grabbing you by the collar. We're doing this together. Um, Actually, you did that to me for the relaunch. I don't know if you remember that. Did I do that? Yeah. So what you don't remember clearly oh, is that af- after me and Justin stopped, I was done. Like I was, I was after you, after you broke up, <laughs> after we broke up, we, we had, a, it was, it was not pretty. No, <laughs> well, yeah, it felt like they were happening every third day, but they were like 10 days apart. We're like, is it time to do it again? <laughs> <laughs> we're looking at each other. We're like, wasn't that just yesterday? Did we just like, do no, this eight days ago. We're like, is it really? Oh, yeah. But uh, once after that, I was I was done. I was just gonna try to put my head down, work, and figure out a way to get into the business. And then you you decided like out of the blue. I don't think we had talked for like almost two months at this point. But like out of the blue, you messaged me, "Hey, we got to get the show back on." I was like, "What?" You're like we got to get the show back on. I, I think this is something that's great. I think we got to do it. I don't care who is doing the hosting with you, but you got to get the show back on. And I'm just like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> So we pulled sure. Kyle back. Okay. We pulled her phone back. I asked Justin to come oh, I... back if he wanted to. And he's like, you know what? Right now with work and everything, it didn't work out. But I'm like, okay, well, we'll have you on. And clearly we've taken 68 episodes to get him back on. But I told him we would have him on. <laughs> and we, he joined the special network. episode. It's all good. I didn't know I did that. I just, I just oh, remember yeah. casually talking. Well, hey, you're welcome, I guess. I don't know. I'll <laughs> yeah. take credit for something. <laughs> But yeah, no, that was that was you, man. That was you were the reason that we kind of relaunched the the show for sure. Hey, something good. Justin was the reason that we we got it off the ground. The original show was Justin and Kyle talking about doing a show, and then I came back from school, and they're like, "Hey, wait a minute, you did this at school. Can can you help us put this together?" Hey, Kyle, do you want to try and do it from Ireland with the? Yeah, and then, and then I, I went and then to the country leave. for a year. So <laughs> even though knowing your sleep patterns, it probably would have worked out. It would have been fine. Oh, dude, the amount of times that I slept through the night, like I didn't sleep through the night, was just oh, 
would have been perfect. Kyle would have been sitting there. What are your thoughts? Oh, dude, those, those were the Fortnite days. I would stay up till seven in the morning in Ireland to play, play Fortnite with us, the boys. Because <laughs> it was like two in the morning back at home. Oh it's yeah, like, I remember. Oh, God, I remember. That was yeah. that was a mess. But yeah, we got it was you guys who pushed to uh, to start a show, and I just happened to be the tech guy who was there, and it, it worked out really well, I think, for all of us guys. And yeah. Justin, I can't I can't thank you enough for for starting the show with me way back when. September 2017 was when we did our first episode, man. Wow, man. I'm just happy it got going, right? Like, we didn't think it was going to go anywhere when we kind of stopped it. We just started going back, you know, doing our other things because we were busy. And then yeah. you guys started it back up. And you know, I'll admit, I was a little like, okay, like, we'll see if it gets going again, right? Because we didn't, you know, we had fun with it. And it just, you know, it didn't grab as much as we thought. But you guys yeah. have done a good job. And it's, it's grabbing enough to where, you know, we branched it into a bunch of other shows. And I got to come back and rant and roar like i usually do and whether people like that or not you know i'm here deal with it <laughs> right but it was good no, it's good to see that you guys it's still going and it's running and we're spreading it out got other people involved right not necessarily just from our friend group you know a group yeah. with other people through school and things like that and you meet other people right that's a network is networking yeah cool to see some of the people, people that have on and things like that so good to see for sure. And I think, I think that's the, the biggest thing is that we've gone from just us, like at, for a while there, it was just me, Kyle and Nerf on talking every week to now, not only do we have us talking, but we have six shows on the network where everyone to be honest, I've, I've lost track. How many shows there were? Yeah. Well, we have, we have six now and it's more coming. Someone asks what shows we have. If it's something that's not on the show, Nick will make it a show. <laughs> I have two more coming down the pipeline in the next couple of weeks. You know what I mean? So. Look where I go. You're gonna, everything's going to be covered soon. You're going to have goal. everything. We're going to have bocce ball show probably. <laughs> hey, I, I am more than no. more than willing to go down to the valleys and watch that bocce ball tournament <laughs> down there. Oh, hey, that is one of the funnest Friday. tournaments ever in Mississauga, okay? Don't no. make it. Hey, hey. Matt's screaming out of the Italian grandfather. Hey, you think you're in right field? You, you know another sport, boys. You. A quarantine sport. You know that hockey sack, like they they, they do the sandbag toss. That's like cornhole. Yeah, oh. Oh, yeah. We, we gotta cover that. I was watching yeah, just the final last a, last week. Summer with my show dad. We'll live stream cornhole tournaments. <laughs> oh yeah, I like it. I like it. Oh yeah. Hey man. No. Hey, if we have a recurring winner every single time, it might be a problem. What, what did you say? <laughs> hey? What? If we have a recurring winner every single time. Oh, then I'll just open it up to the park for a challenge. I think it honestly depends how many pops each of us have had that day. That's the real question. Yes. Make pops. sure you're throwing them in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but man, it's just crazy. Like, and I want to, I want to talk about some of like our favorite episodes that we've had. Cause I know it's a hundred episodes, 68 since the relaunch, there's been some phenomenal ones. And like, I remember doing the world series preview back when it was the Astros with Justin and me and him were just going off. This was obviously before the scandal. So I think we were both on Houston to win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a time that one was. Yeah. Garbage can. You should go back and watch some highlights and see if you can hear it. Mm -hmm. Just be back. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Kyle, do you have like my favorite episode? I didn't mention my favorite episode, but my favorite episode was actually the one that we had Gabe on uh, just when the Black Lives Matter stuff all came out. That one was, I was so good um, that we handled that conversation better than I expected. Not that I didn't think we were going to handle it well, but it went way better than I expected and it's still relevant. So it's a good one to go back to every once in a while. Uh, Kyle, do you have a favorite, favorite episode since we relaunched? Or, uh, well, I'm, 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 I'm going to pull a Kyle as I usually do and go off the board for a few seconds. Cause I got like a top three. That's fine. Um, Favorite uh, episodes. Uh, there's yeah. an S on the end. I said so, episodes. One of them is one before the relaunch it is the very first episode of me being a co-host as I came back with, with you and Justin was, was definitely one of those ones where it's like, okay, this is a real thing compared to being call like calling over the phone. It, it's, <laughs> it was different. And it was, it was real and it was a good episode. And obviously uh, my second one is probably the first relaunch episode where it was all three of us. And it was just, you know, starting things new, having a fresh face and earth on join everybody. Right. And it was like where it was, it was all three of us and it was, it was a brand new thing. It was one of those, that was one of my favorites for sure. And then um, my other one where it was an actual episode rather than more like a heartfelt moment, I guess, is um, our episode where it was the greatest athletes of all time in, in their sports. Yeah. And, and it was one of those having that, like that episode was probably just one of the, like, it was huge. Like it was almost like a two hour episode. I'm pretty sure. And we yeah, were just going, long one. like, we were just going off on just like who the best athlete in each, in each sport was. And it was like, everybody had their own thoughts. And it was, that was one of those moments where I'm pretty sure everybody had a different answer or at least relative different answers for like top, top athletes. And it was, the, the discussion was just amazing. Yeah, no, you're right. I remember that one. That was uh, that was definitely one of the the highlight episodes. That was our 48 minute episode, our longest episode ever for sure. <laughs> but it was mm-hmm. it was a good conversation, and it was it was flowing. Uh, Irfan, we'll go with you next, buddy. Um, well, I think my first ever episode was phenomenal. I mean, it was just you, me, and Nick going back and forth. I thought that was great. And Justin sitting in the background going. I'll give you guys 30 minutes, do what you got to do. And then I'll hop in after the soccer talk is done. Um, was a I actually remember because we used to record, you know, in studio when the world wasn't stupid. I remember sitting across <laughs> from the table from Justin. And to give people a perspective, Justin used to stand when we used to record the episodes. He refused to sit. I don't know why, but he just refused that he couldn't sit in my house apparently so he used to stand across the table from me uh, that that was the first installment of the ass man (laughs) get ready to flip the table when i get too upset i just would be ready to flip the table and walk out but i remember i remember him standing across from me and like he had never sat before for any other shows and then me and Irfan start talking soccer and all of a sudden he pulls up a chair and just sits down i'm just like oh it's gonna be one of these all right let's go i got him to sit okay (laughs) Hey, Justin, Columbus just scored. I, I was just about to say, huge goal. And you hit your over. I was about to say, you might lose this at a 3-2 stalemate. Um, I got to say another great episode is anything with when Gabe Ferrara comes on, just because of the way he holds himself. Like, he's so professional when you have a conversation with him, and it, it doesn't feel like we're ever recording when he's on. And that's why I was, like, having him on our show as well as when he's on Touchline Thoughts. He just – we ended up talking about stuff that maybe you, people don't want to hear about, but at the same time, it's just, like, it's a free-flowing conversation. And then I got to say I did appreciate uh, – I'm not sure if you guys remember this, but when my friend passed away in that uh, Ethiopian flight uh, in 2019, I think that was – I don't remember – 
anything in that episode except for the ending when we we did a little you know tribute to them and everyone involved and I'd come out from the funeral like the the ceremony of life whatever they called it at the time and uh, so that was one of my favorite episodes because I got to talk about someone we care about uh, well I care about I should say and um, um, you know it's great like I think all in all we've had moments where there's been like emotional moments but also like we're going to stand up for something moments versus like fun you know entertaining moments and and then at the same time it's like we talk sports and i think it's a combination of that like don't take away that we're a sports podcast but we're also you know let's talk about anything and everything that connects to life as well and i think that's what i appreciate we're we're humans too that's the biggest part i'm only human oh god yeah we're not a singing podcast there's a reason (laughs) can you tell i like broke someone's glass right now it's fine oh jeez justin i'm I'm kind of scared to ask you but did you do you have any great episode memories or any just period memories on the from the show or the network it'd be tough like you all know i don't have a great memory so trying to go back and remember. yeah you want to talk about uh coming on this episode or oh yeah yeah i remembered <laughs> sharply i was just messing with you <laughs> but no i'm just more it's more general like when we started it you know you know just babbling back and forth where you're looking at me after 20 minutes going like what are you talking about and i go where did i start this conversation <laughs> which is kind of what i do with half of the things i do right? It's just kind of get on my tangents and go, right? But, you know, being able to go back and do the, you know, the betting podcast now, which is good, because, you know, we get to, you know, screw around and, you know, talk about how much money we've lost when we pretend like we're good, right? But we are good. Anyone out there listening, we're great. Come give us a follow. Great Uh, content. Bets are a little shaky sometimes, but great content. Yeah, it was the (laughs) team's fault, not our fault. They were supposed to win. They just didn't win. Um, No, I'm just, you know, I'm can't really remember, you know, too much from when we did it originally and, you know, certain episodes and things like that. Uh, you know, I do remember we did have my cousin Jeff on once to do the yeah. MMA stuff. So that was pretty cool. He got to come and he's a huge MMA fan. So he loved it that he got to come on kind of, you know, just go over everything and things like that. But uh, I, was, I like, that was a good episode. He was, he was awesome. Or to just see that, like, you know, you stuck, everyone's kind of stuck with it and kind of just put the time in and said, you know, whether, you know, you start to get a ton of people watching, it's more like, it's something I like to do you know, keeps us interested, fun, something fun to see everyone. Um, that's kind of, you know, the great thing of it is we're not doing it because like someone's telling us to do it or, you know, we think yeah. we're going to make money or we think we're going to get all these people listening. We do because it's kind of like, you know, it's fun. It's fun to hang out. It's fun to chat. And if it goes somewhere, it goes somewhere, right? That's be great. But we're not doing it to get attention and things like that. And it's. Well, I, I think Justin's favorite part was having his face on the logo before. I was. Oh, you ruined, ruined it. I was going to say. Oh. Guys, everyone look at the logo that I just sent you, the original logo. It's like come out with a picture. I'm like, I look ugly from every angle. So why are we trying to put first off there? I I don't mean to say it, but Justin, you look stoned out of your mind. (laughs) Right now? No, in the in the (laughs) the picture. Right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I mean. Like maybe I was. I don't know. Your your photo's like oh man. I think it was like the 30th attempt at a picture. And I'm like, oh, are my eyes open? Is my face like semi-smiling? All right, you, this works. You, you yeah, he sent me a couple extras my, that were off. My Snapchat face, Justin. You got to take my Snapchat face. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> That's it. Got to have the eyes. Always, eyes always have to be up and away. It's always, oh. He's thinking my... really hard. <laughs> Jesus, my dad just scared the crap out of me on the podcast right now. Did he just bark at you? Are we bringing no, Ted into this now too? Jeez. He just he just, dro- he just dropped off my ice cap and scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's wow. it's been a wild ride since that logo though for sure. And um, 
I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention all of the amazing guests that we've had on since the beginning. Justin's cousin, Jeff, Braden, Gabe. I wouldn't be surprised if you had them listed somewhere. <laughs> I actually don't have it written down. I have it, I have it um, memorized. But... I 100% thought Nick was going to be like, all right. <laughs> and one, two. Alphabetical, here we go. Da, 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 da. <laughs> no, it's actually in episode order. Thank you very much. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's chronological order. Alphanumeric order. Nick has the date, the location where they were, each person was when they. I don't have that ordered. information. <laughs> That'd be a little much. But I mean, like, you, you think about some of the really great guys. Expect anything different. I would still expect that, though, if he did it, though. <laughs> you would, I don't expect it at all. Nick did this. Okay, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, you know. Not expected, but not surprised either. No, but like, just think about it, guys. Like, we've had some, we've had some pretty incredible guests on since the beginning. We I already mentioned Jeff. We talk about Braden Culver joining us from UB, good friend of mine. Uh, Luke and Kieran, the two soccer analysts that we've had on multiple times. Talk about Mike DiStefano. Al's brother from TSN is on our show every once in a while. He's been phenomenal. Um, we would t- we've already mentioned Gabe and. Uh, goes without saying he is he's so great and we're very lucky to have him join us on the network um don't forget chris manella from york he was phenomenal that is that also is one of my favorite episodes when he had him and his girlfriend's dad on to do the greatest movie, the movie. greatest sports movie of all yeah, time with his memorabilia that was awesome um yeah. those those are the kind of moments that you remember uh can't forget Haley mcgoldrick uh phenomenal having her and jordan shakelli on uh, when we did the ball girls and then having Haley on multiple times on our show and other shows as well. Um, Wade Zanketa, our NFL analyst, he's been phenomenal for us writing the articles every week. And he's been on to do the CFL draft preview. The list goes on and on. And just to have these people join us and all the people that have joined through our, our network, like the shows coming around, like I, I have to name everybody because you can't just name the guests, but our hosts, Kyle, Irfan, Logan, shut up, Kyle, Ryan, who we had on last week too, and our newest host, Kellen. Guys are phenomenal. Don't can't we would be remiss if we talked didn't talk about the co-hosts as well. And TJ, Matt, Justin, yourself, obviously, Jake over at the betting house. Um, Gabe is obviously co-hosting our football show. It's just it's been so amazing to see what we've turned this little I don't want to call it a joke of an idea, but that's kind of what it was back in high school into. It was a dream. It was a, it was dream, a dream, but it was, it was also a joke at the time. Like people were make, making jokes at our, at our expense because we all we would do. Sucks is- now we hit a hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and even in the last year, we've gone from just one show to having our own website, to having our own network with six shows and growing every day. It's, it, it truly is phenomenal. And I, I have to thank each and every one of you, each and every one of the guests that we've had on. It's It truly has been a blessing, guys. And I, I'm going to get emotional because this is something that I, I never expected. So th- thank you to each and every one of you for being a part of something so great in my life and hopefully your lives as well. Someone can talk. Anybody can talk. Now. Yeah, let's, 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 <laughs> why don't we? Why don't we <laughs> Anybody can say something. Hey, well, why don't we just transition to a little break and we'll come back shortly? How's that? Okay, well, we're gonna take a quick break. After the break, we will. Br- we are bringing back an old segment, possibly temporarily, but maybe forever. We don't know. We'll see how it goes. But we're definitely bringing it back for the hundredth episode, right here on Garage Door Sports. 
Welcome back, boys, as Kyle falls out of his chair. <laughs> Welcome back, Kyle. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, that hurt. I think we hurt Kyle. Uh, I just, no, Kyle I, hurt I, himself. I laid my chair all the way down and then, like, let go of the handle and I went, Foom! like, flying right back to him and hit me in the back. Like a old junior injury. Yeah. Old junior injury. Uh, well, as, as you can tell, we, do, we don't do double takes here. So this is just, we're just going to keep going. And the segment that we are bringing back by popular demand and by popular demand, I mean, earth on demand. Cause he's been bugging me for like six weeks to bring this yeah. back. <laughs> no, I, I stopped in like November. Say it was, it was my idea last week. What yeah, it was. <laughs> I stopped in November going, I give up now. <laughs> well, okay, fine. Kyle and earth on demand. Yeah. We'll bring it back to tire fires. It is tire fire of the week time. And Justin, I mean, it's great to have you back. So we're going to start with you for tire fires. So what is your tire fire of the week, my man? I remember this segment. This was an interesting time making fun of people's mistakes or stupidities and incompetencies. Yes. We'll, we'll go with uh, an interesting interview from this week or this past weekend. New Detroit Lions head coach, Dan Campbell is a bit of a juice head is the easy way to say it. Uh, Obviously, unconfirmed, it, unconfirmed juice. Wow. Unconfirmed. All right. You look at him. I think you can get enough confirmation that you need to tell him what he is. He looks like he should be in WWE getting ready to jump off the top rope. Brother. Uh, <laughs> but no, he's oh, new head coach of the Detroit Lions, kind of out of the blue, right? Old tight ends coach from New Orleans. Wasn't really a candidate out there. It's very uh, energetic, shall we say. Isn't focused on wins and losses because uh, you don't want to hear about that. Just wants the other team to leave with yes, broken bones. Just to talk about how when they knock you down, you get back up, uh, swing a couple times, get knocked down again. You're gonna bite a kneecap off. You're gonna get up, lose some teeth, bite the other kneecap off, bite you know, eat them piece by piece until there's nothing left. Is pretty much what he said. Which was, if you haven't watched it already, please go watch it. You know what? Let's let's just play finish. it right now, guys. Hold on, we'll play it right now. I wanted this job bad because I felt like I knew this community. I played here. All right, here's what I know. Just as an overall philosophy, you're going to say, well, what's this team going to be? What's it not going to be? Here's what I know. All right. I know that Detroit's made up of great people, some really good people. All right. This community is strong. Um, this place has been kicked. It's been battered. It's been bruised. And I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, uh, you know, hey, we're going to win this many games. I can't. That uh, None of that matters. And you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that shit. So excuse my language. All right. Here's what I do know is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city. All right. And the city's been, been down and it found a way to get up. All right. It's found a way to uh, overcome adversity. All right. And so this team's going to be built on, uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth. All right. And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right. And we're going to stand up and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you before, before long, where are they going to be the last one standing? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, you can see right there. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you, buddy. Don't worry. But yes, <laughs> an interesting man to be taking over a football team that has not done a great job at selecting coaches. So maybe this is it. Maybe they go off the board and take a, this guy, but that's gonna how go much do Detroit regret it? Like, how much does the management regret hiring him? Probably about as much he as played, the Jets regret like it. Guy. Like, 
in Miami and uh, New Orleans, all the coaches, all the players loved him, right? Because mm. he was a super players guy. Let's see what happens when he's in charge. Yeah. Oh, he, who, whoever's the offensive de- defense coordinator, that's literally like they're actually going to do their job for once. It's going to be where a head coach does not actually call the plays 100%. 100%. 100%. But, uh, yeah. Interesting way to signal that you've taken over. Uh, so he, I'll give him that. He definitely signaled his, he said, I'm here. And he said, don't forget about me. Cause we're definitely never going to forget about Dan Campbell. Now it's almost as bad as the Adam gaze intro to the jets where he had the. Well, that's <laughs> Adam Gaze, which is also a separate problem. We won't get into why he has a job. I'm just saying like that. That's, it was almost as bad as that. <laughs> that that's up there for coach interviews for me for like Mike Gundy. With I'm a man. I'm 40. oh man. I'm forty. Uh, and also, um, the Bears are who we thought they were. Yeah, they are who they, we thought they yeah. were. Don't be surprised if Dan Campbell comes up with one of those. The Lions. We are who we thought we were, and we suck. Something like that. That's gonna be one. It's on the Jabu wins. <laughs> yeah, that's up there too. That is up there too. Well, that's a, that's that's a good way to start tire fires, boys. So, uh, Kyle, you're following that one up because I don't want to. <laughs> well, first off, what segment we should have brought back is Justin's "You What Grinds My Gears" segment is what we should have brought back. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, that I was going itself. I, I was going to say, I'm thinking about that right now, and I'm like, damn, that would, that's a whole show by itself. Like, it's just so, Kyle, like you can produce it moving powerful. forward. New show for the yeah. network. Side, 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 side segment. Segment. Five minutes at every every show. Yeah. Um, Chunks of it. Sprinkle it into each show. Just everyone can have. will hear a little bit of me. That's Justin's like, own commercial. Just, he just has his own commercial for every show. <laughs> pretty much. Um, no, my tie fire is Houston sports right now. Um, the last Houston sports period. Houston sports like, period. Houston, <laughs> Houston sports teams, I guess, is what you could really say. Um, obviously with the whole, uh, the Houston Rockets and the Harden incident and everything that's going on with that whole thing and just the complete shit show that is Houston sports, obviously the Astros losing Springer, uh, almost lost Brantley as well, but they somehow signed him back. Um, you know, the Deandre Hopkins trade last year that we're still talking about being a complete lopsided trade. Um, obviously like even like trading Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook and how bad that blew up in her face. And then, trading Westbrook to like the wizards for John wall and how that has just turned into nothing right now. Nothing. And I was going to say just, nothing. <laughs> and, and then like, like even then, and then we're also talking about, I don't care, Garrett Cole leaving the Houston Astros the year before. And then and now no. we're talking about, yeah, obviously the Houston scandal too. And, and now we're talking about potentially Deshaun Watson leaving the Texans and even potentially even JJ Watt too. So it's like just the whole state of Houston, sports is just a complete shit show right now and it's just it's honestly fun to watch because it's like entertaining television and it's it it gives us some you know rumors in our lives which always helps when it comes to talking sports so it it definitely helps that way but it's it's the biggest tire fire i think of it's almost as bad as the sends a couple years ago when they were just like trading away everybody yeah remember that heated segment thing we were gonna do Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember doing one just on Melnick and the Sens and just being pissed for thirty minutes of it. So. Yep. Oh, Eugene. Oh, Eugene. But yeah, Kyle, you're right. The Houston is in shambles, except for their soccer teams. Although the rebrand of the Houston soccer teams is awful, in my opinion. But the actual teams are fine. <laughs> Nick, can I guess your tire fire? 
You could try. Yeah, for sure. You want to guess my tire fire? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you guess it, are you going to give him all the money you make on the Columbus game if you're wrong? Oh. There's other likes to that, and no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of what could, could have been my alternate one. Is that god-awful new name for the Montreal soccer team? Club de foot, Montreal? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. What's okay? First of all, that's what they call soccer in France is foot. It's not football. Okay. Well, we're not in France. We're in North America where that sounds terrible. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just explaining. That's clearly not, but it is I not mean, my tire fire. No. It's also not this week, so it's kind of hard to include it this <laughs> week. Um, Irfan, would you like to go next or are we saving you for last? Wait, I thought you were guessing Nick's Justin there. He I did. Was. He said the club de foot. But oh, I thought yeah. it was recent. I didn't realize there was like two weeks to go now. That's a while ago. The, the club de foot. Yeah. Montreal. You gotta add that at the end. <laughs> No, it's Montreal, Montreal. There's no T on that, guys. Or that. Yeah, no, that is not my tire fire, though. So I should have won that bet. Damn. Um, Irfan, do you want to go or do you want me to go? You can go. That's fine. Okay, I'll go. Um, My tire fire of the week is ironically what led to our main headline this week, and it's Pierre-Luc Dubois' last shift as a Columbus Blue Jacket. (laughs) That was awful. Oh, that was awful. I have not seen a professional hockey player have a worse shift in years. He wanted nothing to do with any contact. Didn't even really want to go towards the puck. And I had no problem with towards benching him after that because he did not look like he wanted to play in the game at all. And now he's moved. So clearly there was something to that. So <laughs> that is my tire fire of the week. And it is just, yeah, there's nothing more I can say other than awful. So we're fun. Yeah, you're on a Thursday. Yeah. Jeez. All right, Irfan, you're up, buddy. Uh, my tire fire happened four days ago when um, Mets fired their general manager, Jared Porter, for sending oh. explicit, no, explicit, sexually explicit, uninvited, underlining here, uninvited text messages and images to a female reporter in 2016 while working for the Chicago Cubs. Dude, you're playing for, you're with a professional organization. Come on. Uh, she said on, no multiple. I don't care if you're with a professional organization. No, not. I'm. Hold on. Let me finish talking to nailing him for the getting mad at him for being a, a, on a major team first. And then we'll, we'll get back to that. No, I think you're in a, you're in a position of power and that's what you're doing. And, uh, and, and this is an underlying thing for everyone listening. When someone says no multiple times and is not interested in you, please leave them alone. Um, it can be no now. It can be no in five seconds. It can be no in five minutes. They don't want your tea, so fuck off. So, <laughs> wow, I think that's the first full F word we've dropped on the on the show. Congratulations, Irfan. On a on oh. a funny note. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I no. said it earlier that, today. Hundred <laughs> percent is complete wrong. Completely Sorry, wrong. Emphasized. No, first one that Irfan probably has said. Let's put it that way. Second one. That's second. There's no way that's the second one. I said it in the summer for something. Uh, I think it was the Black Lives Matter, and I just underlined it with that again. Doesn't this seem like a really George Costanza scenario to happen to this guy? Of course you would put it to fuck. Welcome to the Seinfeld. uh, I'm just trying to, you know, we went serious. (laughs) We went serious, and now we got to bring it back to something just to eliminate the stupidity of it, right? Like, he did this. Guy just got hired, like, what, two months ago, I think? Barely. Yeah, not even. Right? Does this, comes out. Typical, like, Costanza. Everything's going good, and then it all falls apart. Now he's fired. We're back to nowhere. Latex salesman. Yeah. 
No, but on, honestly, and in New York it, too. Very fitting that it's yeah. in New York. It, it honestly is a complete shit show. It really is because, like, if I'm a free agent in, in the MLB, yes, you have Steve Cohen who just came in, but like to me, that whole association is still a complete like tire fire right now. It's like one of those like, do, would I want to go there right now? Yep. No, I, I do know. give Steve Cohen credit. He did come in. He did. That was good. One day, and the next day he was gone. He said he's going to change the Mets into becoming something people right, and respect, everyone was so. against him taking over and it kind of, they tried to block it and he finally got the team. Right. But that does send a message to people and to people that want to work there, women in the organization that says yeah. like, Hey, like this happened. It wasn't a slap on the wrist. They didn't hide it. Like who knows no, exactly you know, when it came, if it came out on time. Right. But yeah. it came out, he found out next day was fired. Yeah. Right? It's one of those, it's one of those, we have your back type things. So it kind of definitely, yeah. and he didn't sit there and go, well, I just hired him. So maybe we'll try and fix it. Or no. want to hire another Inexcusable. Yeah. Right. It just was like, all right, you did this. You're fired. And he came yeah. out with a statement. Right. And I do give the guy credit. Right. And he just said, okay, like, yep. can't change it. Right. You can't tell people it didn't happen, but it's like, okay, now we're just going to, you know, we're going to move on. Right. He's not here. Sure. Move on. So I do give Steve Cohen credit for that. Cause he did for sure. Swift action on that. And not a lot of people do that. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. I, think, I, yeah. I think the funniest, like the most ridiculous part, not the funniest, the most ridiculous part about that is that uh, he came, the guy who sent the picture came out after and said, oh yeah, it was just like a stock joke image. What? So you're All taking right. screenshots what? of people's PP and sending it to people. Good job, buddy. Like yeah. that's, that's your that defense. Doesn't any, that doesn't make anybody shut up and say, sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of those ones where it's like, really? That's what you're going to go with. Okay. That's your defense for this. Right. Really? It's just stock joke image. No, that is not, that is not the way you should be leaning on this one. My friend. You can, you can just like, okay. It's like the commercial where like all the people just slap themselves in the head. As soon as, <laughs> as like somebody makes a dumb comment, it's like, could have had a V8. Yeah. The <laughs> entire, the entire Mets management. Can we put the Bernie meme with that? And just the scenario and Bernie just going like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that thing is hilarious. That is that is a good tire fire though, Irfan, for sure. And I think that's four good tire fires. We will make sure these are posted. You are going to vote and see who is the reigning tire fire champion. And we'll see how long we can keep this little game going because it is definitely a fun one. Um, boys, that's all I have. We're going to go around final thoughts of the week. Uh, Justin, guest, we will always start with you. Uh, final thought for the week my friend hey just happy to come back and visit for a bit you guys have me back um appreciate it i'll try and stop by a little bit more seeing as we all got a little bit more free time now with for now for now he's not coaching that's the key yeah well (laughs) i am saving a bunch of money but um no yeah i appreciate you guys having me 100th episode was a big number so good to come back and you know, mix it up and not just always betting that we usually talk about. So good to mix some mm-hmm. stuff up. So appreciate that. And we'll have you on before 200 for sure. That's the given. <laughs> Every 25 episodes, I'll stop and we'll do it like that. That works. The quarter marks. I'll just yeah, that works. It's fine. That way I'll remember. I'll just set a reminder for 25 weeks. weeks in the future. <laughs> ah, um, put, put it in your calendar now. Yeah. Kyle, give us your final thought, man. Um couple huge losses in the last couple of days uh obviously hank aaron yesterday and larry king today um huge sutton huge, as well don't forget sutton yeah yeah don sutton the other day too as well um huge losses in the in, in both the sports and media um communities it's it's definitely been tough and again it all comes down to just try and stay as safe as you can yes obviously old age is, is a certain factor as well but you know sometimes it's the, it's the virus that we keep dealing with that 
has us stuck in our houses for God knows how long. So um, to me, it's enjoy the sports while you can be smart and be safe. And, you know, hopefully a year from now, we're not talking about the same thing. So hopefully a year from now we're, you know, in studio together, as opposed to doing this over zoom. Yeah, exactly. That's the goal. Um, Irfan, your final thoughts, man. Uh, Sarah Thomas being the first woman to ever officiate the Super Bowl, she'll be the down judge um, on February 7th when the Super Bowl is going to be played in Tampa. So that's cool news. I like that. Um, it came out four days ago as well because that's where I'm going back a couple of days. But uh, congratulations to her, and I, I think it's great for the sport. For sure. And that, that really is great. Um, I got two final thoughts here, boys. One is sports-related. Uh, relax there. It's quick. Uh, NWHL starting this weekend. First game is in the books. Toronto six in their inaugural match. Couldn't score a goal. Actually played very well. Could not score a goal. Um, but if you want to watch the NWHL, it is on Twitch. So you can, everyone can watch it. No, no paid subscription there, which is awesome. And then the semifinals and the finals will be on NBC. When speaking of which NBC is apparently closing down after 2021. NBCSN. NBCSN, sorry. NBCSN is, is shutting down after 2021, so that'll be interesting too. But for now, they are putting on the NWHL final and semifinals, which will be fantastic for the sport to grow a little bit more. And then my real final thought is, honestly, just thank you to everyone who has made this a possibility. I know I said it before. I'm going to say it again. Every single person who has come on, every single person who has contributed to the network in some form, we thank you. We thank you for listening. We thank you for following us every week and putting up with our crap sometimes um, like we put up with each other's crap and we hope you keep listening. We hope you keep commenting. We hope you keep growing with us because we're, we have some big plans for this show. We have big plans for the network and we just want you guys along for the ride with us. So thank you. If you want to follow us, make sure you follow us at garage door sport on Twitter at garage door sports on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook as well. Garage door sports network. If you're looking for us individually, you can find our great guest, Justin at J rapier four on Twitter. Kyle is at Kyle Vardy, Irfan at Irfan Manji, and I am at Nick McVicker. Make sure you follow the rest of the shows on the network because they are definitely worth a follow. If you want to hear more of Justin, make sure you tune into the betting house pod because he likes to yell and he's very good at it. <laughs> Sorry, I have to say that. I have to rip you at least once. Uh, Irfan is on Touchline Thoughts. And Kyle joins Justin on Betting House every week. You can follow, you can listen to me on 20 Minutes on Ice. You can also listen to our football show between the uprights featuring Logan and Gabe and our college basketball show featuring Kellen Forrest on the mic. Um, for everyone at the network, for everyone who has ever been a part of it, thank you again, and we will see you next time. Thank you.